All right, let's come to our next story. We're going from tech to, uh, I guess, still tech to some degree, but more of the uh, platform instead of the actual technology itself. So let's explain. We're getting into Payless or Payless, Payless, whatever the hell. (laughs) Payless Shoes is returning and it's starting as an online-only platform, at least in North America. So let me track a little history for you. Um, Obviously, like I just said, Payless Shoes is re-entering the marketplace, uh, but I think its return reflects a lot of trends that we've been discussing in retail, both brick-and-mortar and e-commerce. So in 2019, Payless Shoes filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which closed its remaining 2,100 locations across North America. Then, in January of this year, they announced, hey, we're going to return to market in some capacity. Stay tuned. As of this week, we got the first inkling of what that's going to look like. Payless has dropped the name Shoe Source from its subheader for the store name. So instead of Payless Shoe Source, it's just Payless. And they relaunched a new e-commerce site. So there is a, a functioning site. Back up. Payless is back in business, and you can order shoes online today. Uh, the new site is pretty straightforward and clean. It's optimized for online shopping, and uh, many brands are returning, including Airwalk, American Eagle, K-Swiss, uh, Kendall and Kylie Jenner's uh, shoe brand, and Aerosols. Though they still have several hundred international stores operating, uh, and these were stores that weren't affected by the bankruptcy, in North America, right now they have zero uh, stores, or, you know, uh, main stores open. And Payless now plans to reopen some stores over the next five years. So we're getting an e-commerce-only launch back to market, at least in uh, North America, but uh, there will be some brick-and-mortar presence following suit. So at bankruptcy, they had about 2,100 stores remaining, right? Their projected numbers for brick-and-mortar moving forward will reach only a max of anywhere from 300 to 500. So Interesting. At, at its best, it could only be about a fourth of what was remaining. And you have to imagine what was remaining wasn't Payless at its peak either. Payless was already a store in decline. So the vision of the brick-and-mortar store here uh, with Payless is going to be more experience-based and is meant to, uh, and this is according to their uh, PR release, quote, reinvent the way we shop. Uh, So that's going to include features that enable digital assistance and e-commerce connection, things like smart mirrors, touchscreen wall panels, and a, quote, first-of-its-kind augmented reality foot comparison chart, end quote. So looks like they're really leaning into the AR, the interactive, and the experience-based uh, experience that is leading a lot of brick and mortar uh, change and uh, you know buzz. It's definitely what everyone likes to point to is the future of retail. And I think a lot of times it can feel kind of removed from reality. It's like, how do we know this is really the future? This is a perfect example. Mm. We're seeing Payless ditch all its stores, come back online only, and the stores it does open are going to be there as a fun experience. Uh, you know, still going to try to turn shoes from their physical location, but I think it's going to be mostly in service of, you know, allowing you to get a feel for the shoes, which you can order seamlessly from your phone, and then combine that with the kind of, um, you know, shipping infrastructure that um, that consumers are getting more used to, quick delivery, same-day delivery even, mm-hmm. I imagine that will probably be around the corner for Payless, especially if online 
is going to be like their main selling point. So CEO Jared Margolis said the following in a press release, just wanted to you know give some words uh, from the head honchos at Payless. Quote, we're back and bringing more community responsibility, fashion forward footwear, and on-trend partnerships to our 60 million plus Payless customers who have missed us. We saw an opportunity for the brand to relaunch into the U.S. market, providing our community with the affordable, value-driven products they've always searched for, now across multiple categories, at a time when value couldn't be more critical. Payless is for everyone, and now more than ever, the world needs to pay less. We are so excited to bring Payless back to you, so you and future generations uh, to come can lead the way forward, end quote. So, you know, pretty uh, generic, kind of like, hey, we're back, exciting uh, language there. But uh, I think it's interesting that he highlights specifically, you know, this is a time for value, uh, we're, we're fashion forward and community responsible as a brand, those all feel like very timely things to want to market yourself as as you re-enter the space, mm-hmm. Commu- especially community focus. So I thought that was interesting. Any thoughts off the top, Tyler? And then I'll uh, highlight a few other things. Well, I think this is interesting. This is one of the, um, I guess this is maybe the most prominent example we've seen of a of, uh, of a retailer who had a formerly large um, footprint in the brick and mortar space attempt to completely kind of reorganize and rebrand themselves in a different way and come back in an e-commerce uh, forward type of way. And so I'm really curious to see how this how this works out for them and how exactly they go about this transition. And is the is the small value-based shoe store that everybody remembers, um, does, is that still going to play in everybody's mind when they think about this brand? And how does that affect consumer behaviors? And then how, does, how do they leverage that, that experience with a primarily um, e-commerce-driven um, e-commerce-driven model, right? Because if... If being in store is all about the experience, what uh, what value is brought by being online only, and is there is there an, an advantage to going to Payless um, online over just shopping on Amazon and that sort of thing? So, what types of uh, unique advantages are they providing? What incentive do I have to go shop there as opposed to shopping in, on other you know retail outlets? That sort of thing. That's what I'm primarily curious about. But this is an interesting test case to see how this transition can be done successfully if it is done successfully and what exactly they are attempting to do because i i really do think this is the first example that i've heard of of a, of a place doing this right like it like we, we we saw the downfall of you know sears and mervins and places like that um due to the you know the rise in e-commerce um so can payless actually successfully relaunch using an e-commerce model i think will be an interesting test case moving forward Definitely, especially for a store that, like you said, brands itself as being a value store, right? It is meant to be cheaper, accessible, and, uh, you know, I guess uh, target a socioeconomic demographic that, you know, is not raking in hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, right? Like, this is definitely not going to be marketed the same as, like, Foot Locker would market itself as, um, you know... uh, uh, even like uh, major retailers like Target and Walmart that also offer like their own shoe brands, um, you know, those aren't 
often marketed a ton, right? You don't go to Target like just for the shoes. There's typically a, a broader experience for what you're you're going to get out of Target or Walmart, right? Even if you do get value from some of their clothing items. But to just launch online trying to retain the same value brand and now sort of leaning more into we're value and we're also community focused. We know what you want. We know what you need and we're here to support you. Um is definitely an interesting shift, and I wonder if being online only, like you said, will actually reach any of that same target audience. So here's a few other things I want to highlight. This coincides with another initiative from Payless, which I think answers some of your questions, Tyler. Uh, this initiative is meant to coexist with the relaunch of the brand, and it's called Powered by Payless. So as they relaunch, they're also looking to partner with, uh, quote, deserving schools. Not really sure what deserving means, but alas, couldn't find more information because there's only one press release about it. So they're partnering with deserving schools to give students, families, and teachers as well online connectivity, technology, complimentary lunches, and of course, new shoes. Uh, so here's what uh, Margolis said about all this quote we are in truly unprecedented times it's undeniable that this year's back to school season will be unlike any other we're fully aware that we are relaunching in a time when many have lost their jobs finances are tight and parents nationwide are adjusting to working from home facilitating at home schooling for their children all while serving the most important role as parent however during this time we also know that kids all over the country are leading the way through their imaginations resilience and determination we are excited and proud to be in a position to bring the Payless brand back to life to provide parents with a value they need and kids with the styles they will love in a way that acknowledges and celebrates every single one of our consumers. Excuse hmm. me. End quote. So, as they relaunch, they are looking to take their brand directly to the deserving schools, which I imagine would mean um, lower socioeconomic, uh, you know, demographics at said schools, maybe lower uh, funding at these schools. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going rural, if they're going inner city, if they're going both. But regardless, uh, I think this is, I mean, as, as much as it could be seen as an innocuous, like, sweet gesture, um, you know, I don't think it's like conspiratorial or anything to say. This is obviously also a, a marketing move, right? They are needing to reestablish their brand as the value brand. But if they're an online only brand and, uh, you know, if we look at the eighth broadband progress report from the FCC, they found approximately 19 million Americans, which is about 6% of the population, still lack access to fixed broadband mm -hmm. and in rural areas about one-fourth of the population that's 14.5 million people lack access to uh, broadband to high-speed internet so that's not necessarily that like they don't have any internet at all but uh, high speed is still like not super accessible um, now compile that with covid uh, budgetary restrictions. You might have uh, families that were evicted, and there's a huge eviction crisis going on in the United States right now. Um, people unemployed. Like the first things that are going to go are probably going to be like, you know, uh, things seen as a luxury. Uh, and I have a feeling that some of that is going to have to be technology. You know, for people to survive. Um, Things are going to have to get cut, right? Like, it, because there's not any help being provided to a lot of these struggling Americans. So, with all that context, 
Payless is launching on a platform online that, you know, as much as we want to think it's ubiquitous, is still uh, very much uh, blocked by many socioeconomic groups in the United States, which means that, like, if they're going for the value brand, they have to reach the customers who shop for value. Uh, And, you know, probably one of the best ways to do that was to plant a brick-and-mortar store in communities that, uh, you know, uh, bring in less money and are looking for a value. Uh, but since that's not the case anymore, I think they need something like this, a PR initiative, a marketing initiative, something right. to connect with the communities, offer uh, a service that is, you know, meant to be like, ah, yeah, they're giving me something for free. They are, you know, extending their hand. And also, by the way, hey, we are helping you connect to the internet. We're giving you that, you know, great connectivity you need. And also, we're giving you free shoes. And also, hey, Payless is online. And also, you know, we are a value brand. We're back. We're better than ever. Shop for us. I know you're struggling, and I know your kids need shoes. We will, uh, you know, get you shoes for cheap. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying that, like, you know, how dare they do this initiative. It's more of, like, I think we need to be realistic. This is, a, you know, a, a very strategic marketing move here, and I wonder if it's going to work for them, hmm. um, you know, if this is actually going to translate to, oh, great, you know, a lot of uh, socioeconomically distressed Americans are going to get shoes, and then that's going to turn into, um, you know, shoe sales. I wonder. I wonder. But I, I think that is one of the... Uh, you know, the more interesting dynamics from the story. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And again, I'll, I'll be curious to see if uh, if these maneuvers and strategies pay off, if they prove to be beneficial um, in the long run for Payless, because, uh, because yeah, it's, it is a challenging time. And so we'll, uh, we'll uh, again, as the, uh, as the business casual saying goes, we'll have to wait and see, but I, I'm very curious to continue following this story. For sure. Also, for the reasons of, you know, the brick and mortar taking on a lot of uh, the major trends that are leading, um, you know, experiential design and experience-based retail today, the fact that they are leaning heavily into that with less stores uh, makes me really think that experience and technology-led design for brick and mortar retail is here to stay, at least for major brands that can invest in these technologies, but I also have a feeling, as more major brands do so, we're going to even start seeing smaller boutiques get uh, technology at scale that is a little more accessible, and as it becomes more commonplace, um, you know, will uh, will become cheaper and will become just sort of a standard of the market, and then people will have to start differentiating themselves for more elite-level experiences. So I'd like to see how the experience side of their brick-and-mortar store continues to evolve because it seems very clear this is the future of how brick-and-mortar and and e-commerce are going to intersect. Mm. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries.